Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome, episode 565 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is February 17th, 2024, and it's been a busy morning already in Peoria at the Peoria Sports Complex for the San Diego Padres. Eric Kutsenda, the interim chairman, and then obviously Eric Grupner. Both of them spoke today to the media, and this was obviously Eric Kutsenda's first public comments, like, to the media on camera so we actually know that the dude is a actual human being and you know actually exists we got to see that today so there's some takeaway there's not a lot of takeaways but there's some takeaways from it i'll play some audio some video as well uh courtesy of sammy levitt from that um eric grupner some of the comments that he made i'm sure that's going to make some padre members happy not um and yeah so let's just get into that Um, I will get to the comments, obviously. If you want to join the show, you can click that link that is pinned up at the top of the chat. I appreciate everyone's time here on this Saturday. By the way, Hassan Kim, he also spoke to the media briefly today, and he was saying how he didn't expect it at all, him being moved, uh, getting the news from Mike Schilt that he was going to go back to shortstop from second base. Uh, But he says, I think it's a really big motivation for me to, you know, really go play good shortstop and he respects Xander for being able to, you know, do that. Um, and obviously Xander had some positive words for Hassan Kim yesterday when he spoke to the media and 
Mike Schilt obviously had positive words about Xander and about Hassan Kim. So Xander's out there again, taking ground balls at second base, obviously. And there's video out on social media about that as well. It's going to be a storyline. Like there were storylines going into spring training about Jackson Merrill and Graham Pauly and Jacob Marcy and Manny's health starting pitching. Who else are the Padres going to add closer? There's, there's a lot of storylines. Another one now is Xander Bogarts, that transition to second base. How is that going to play out? Um, so that's obviously something that we're going to be keeping an eye on for sure. Let's, without further ado, get to what Eric Kutsenda said here to the media. These were some of his opening comments. I'm not going to play the whole thing. I want you to go watch Sammy Levitt's video that he posted on his YouTube page. Does great work for 97.3 The Fan. But these are just some of the things that stuck out to me. Um, and if I don't play the, if I don't play some of the moments that stuck out to me, I will, I will, you know, at least go mention them. And um, after this, uh, thanks for coming out. We just finished our our uh, first opening team meeting, led by Mike. And what I can say is just a lot of alignment around what we're headed, what our objectives are for this year. A lot of excitement, a lot of talk about continuing Peter's vision for what this team can be and should be, you know, not only for itself, but also for the city of San Diego. So we're off and running and, uh, yeah, happy to answer any questions. For, for the audio audience, this is Eric Kutsenda talking that you just heard there because some have not heard him talk. Actually, we, we all had not heard him talk going into today. Eric, what? Why is payroll $100 million less than it was last year? How would you sum that up? Yeah, I think we went into the year with the view of, of assembling talent and, and balance for the team. Um, payroll is an output of that. And I think as AJ's described, you know, we're not necessarily done. It's been a kind of an odd free agent market uh, evolution this year. And so we're, um, you know, we're marching toward building the, the talent pool that we think can win sure all right i want to stop that there because output that word was said multiple times by eric kutsenda today and it kind of felt like these were like ai answers you know just automated generated answers because would peter seidler say output like i know that people talk differently obviously but it just feels like we're getting it confirmed that this guy is more into like making sure the organization is stable financially where Peter was more like, I'm trying to go win. I, I don't care how much money I'm spending, whatever it takes. I'm trying to go win for this city. How much flexibility is there for what the rest of the offseason might bring? There's flexibility. I mean, we don't get into specific payroll numbers, as you guys know, but, um, you know, we're working every day on, on, on different enhancements to the roster as well as, as some trades and free agent stuff so the the you know the roster is still in progress and i think aj's described that as well are you, are you looking to reset the luxury taxes here again the, that'll be an output of of the mission of kind of bringing a talented group together um so we'll see he said that word output again. Yeah, Peter and I worked together for almost 30 years. Um, more than that, we were friends for 30 years. Um, I've been involved with the team as a minority owner and, and 
helper, I would say, in the background. So I've had, you know, had some continuity with with the ball club for a long time. That accelerated last year as Peter was working working through uh, some of his health challenges. So look, any any transition like this is is you know work. And the good news is we've got a lot of stability with Eric Rubner, with AJ Preller, with their staffs and leadership team and. You know, my role is making sure that we're headed in the right direction. And the good news is Peter, you know, set that direction for more than a decade and, and, and we're cranking on it. Eric, what is the reality of the TV situation in terms of cable, satellite, spring training games, and then for the season? Yeah, this, this is obviously a topic of discussion. Fans are interested in this. And so this answer here didn't really provide much. Um clarity for fans that are trying to watch on cable for spring training what eric is going to say here for spring training there's not really that it's padres tv that's the option webcast listening on audio um and then during the season it, it seems like major league baseball is working with them to do the same thing that they did last year yeah so similar to last year we're going to be on mlb tv rebranded as padres tv this year so all of our spring training games will be available either through padres tv or on padres.com with an audio or webcast uh, so all the games will be available mlb media on our behalf is securing distribution agreements we would anticipate that we're going to end up with all the same satellite and cable options that we had last year uh, and we'll release further details on that closer to opening day all right so I'm going to stop that there and because I wanted to find one more clip. There was one clip here from Eric Grubner. Here it is. And this was him responding to a question about the decrease in spending, decrease in payroll, but then the increase in season ticket prices. This I'm sure does not make Padres members happy because he doesn't really answer the question other than say, well, the experience is great and we think it's a playoff caliber team. Well, last year you thought that too and didn't make the postseason. It's not like they made the postseason and went on this big, you know, postseason run. Last year, how do you score that with rising season ticket costs? Yeah. So once again, I you know would begin by saying that we're incredibly thankful for the fan support we've received. Just I answer the that, question, uh, Eric. Just the answer Peco the Park question. Experience the field, the team that's been on the field the last couple of years, and the team that we're going to field again this year is an exciting and we believe winning in this year playoff caliber brand of baseball. And uh, we feel good about the experience we deliver to our fans, and incredibly thankful they continue to show up and support us. Uh, there's no way we would be at the levels that we're at right now in our market with payroll, if it weren't for the fan support that we've received. So it really begins and ends with them. And it's incumbent upon us to continue to deliver both a winning product on the field and also a great experience for our fans when they come to the ballpark. And I feel confident um, we're setting up to, to do that again this year. All right. So yeah, Eric, essentially what I got from him there was, well, the experience is great. We live in San Diego, Petco Park, best ballpark in the country. And so we're paying, or you're paying a lot of money to be in the best ballpark in the country. There's talent on the roster. And if you want this payroll to still be high, guess what? We're going to keep raising those prices. Regardless of if 
the team is meeting expectations, regardless of if the fans are getting what they came and paid for, what they were expecting for. They did because Padre fans, I think we can agree, we did not get what we were expecting last year, right? And this probably is not an apples to apples comparison, but if you go to the store and you buy something, you're expecting that thing to work, right? You're expecting something back from that. If it doesn't work, are you happy with the money that you spent on that item? No, probably not. And if it's the wrong thing, maybe you try to return it, right? There's no refunds, obviously, here with season tickets. And so I know it's not a great comparison, but last year, the Padres fans, Padres members, those that were, you know, going to all the games or half the games, my family has a half season plan. We go to those games and we're not getting what we were expecting. And it's sports, so I understand that we can't, it's not like you pay and you know what you're going to get. But with the expectations of last year and the prices just continue to go up, going up again when you miss the postseason, and then you're lowering payroll and there's all these star players that are not returning to the team. I know there's stars on the team still, but there's all these stars that are not returning. And you're telling Padres fans, no, you've got to pay more money than what you paid last year to watch a non-playoff team that had star more star players on it than this year. Because not every Padres fan goes to the ballpark caring about what happens with Matthew Batten's performance or what happens with Pedro Avila's performance, right? Some are there to watch these star players, and some are there to watch Juan Soto. He's not there. Some are there to watch Blake Snell. He's not there. Josh Hader, you probably don't come to the ballpark to watch Josh Hader, but that's a very added benefit, and you're looking forward to, oh, we got Josh Hader in the bullpen at the end of games. That ninth inning, that's pretty electric. He's not there. I'm not saying like they didn't bring talent in. Like these these relievers that they brought in could be really good. And I like where the bullpen is at. But I definitely understand Padres fans, their frustration with you know the the prices increasing when the performance last year wasn't good enough. And it looks like the roster on paper is not as good as the roster was last year. So I, I get like Gallagher Square was renovated and, you know, again, the experience thing that Eric Grubner is talking to, or he's pointing at. Yeah, I get that there's that and that is a valid point, but you can't just keep increasing these prices. Every year, you're increasing the prices every year. I don't think that's fair to Padres fans. I mean, there's, because Padres fans, they put in a lot of work at work to be able to pay for this stuff. And then when it increases, and I don't know everyone's personal situations, but let's say your salary doesn't increase. Well, guess what? That's taking more money out of your pocket. And, um, you know, where you have to, some some families have had to make the decision where, okay, are we going to pay for season tickets or are we not? And we're just going to go to some of the games. Are we going to have full season or do we have to not, uh, bump it down to half? Do we go from half to quarter season? Do we go, or is quarter season an option? Half to like 20 game package or 10 game package, you know? And the Padres, didn't they, this is a little bit of a, a thought off of this, but didn't they like release a post on social media this off season about how there were limited tickets, season tickets, season ticket packages available in the upper deck? 
but they were saying that there was this long wait list. Why did they even announce that? Shouldn't they have emailed those people on the wait list and said, hey, here you go. We're offering these season tickets instead of announcing it publicly. So I don't know how many are actually on the wait list. I don't know how many season ticket holders they actually have. I'm sure it's less or at least maybe it's not less because people on the wait list just took those 2023 member spots. But it's not the same group. And I know every team will say, well, it's not the same group. Even if you won the World Series last year, it's not the same group of, of members. But I'm talking about like a substantial number, probably. Maybe they're still members, but they lowered the package. They're not full, they're half. Or they're not half, they're 20-game package or whatever. Um, so I know that information is not going to be shared publicly, but I'd be very interested. Just like I'd be very, you know, moving to a different thing here, I'd be very interested in being in that meeting Today with Eric Kutsenda, I don't know if he talked to the team, but introductions is what he was referencing, and Mike Schultz's speak, uh, speech, excuse me, like how that went. Um, Peter Seidler's family, they were there, his kids and his um, his wife, Sheil, was there, I, I believe. As, I think uh, Kevin ate that. I just want to confirm that Kevin said that. I think he said that this morning. Yeah, this was a few hours ago. Padres about to conduct start of spring meeting in the clubhouse where manager and top executives address the team. Among those in attendance today are Peter Sadler's wife, Sheil, and their children. That has to be inspiring to the Padres players. I sure hope it is. Seeing that family in there, I mean, that was probably an emotional scene there. So that's that's something where it's like, man, that's a moment that I, I wish there were I mean, the family probably doesn't wish there were cameras, but I, I think fans probably wish there were just to see what that environment was like. And then compare that to what the speech was, what the environment was last year with Bob Melvin, obviously. So players, as of now, they are hitting on the field and doing workouts. Today was the first full squad workout. Yesterday was the first day of full squad where players were, were were reporting, physicals, I believe, were being done, that sort of stuff. Today was like the, the workout, first workout day. And Peter Seidler would usually talk, I believe, on day one, him and Eric, they would talk before the first full squad workout. So Kutsenda talked on the same day that Peter, I believe, usually would. So... He, though, is not Peter Seidler. I think we all know that. That is pretty clear. That Eric is not someone that is going to speak to the media all the time. He's not someone that's going to go on Ben and Woods and talk with them a few times a year. I don't see that happening. That person is going to be Eric Grubner. And, like, Eric has taken on that role because he knows that Eric is not, Eric Kutsenda is not Peter Seidler. Right. Um, and it feels like Kutsenda is not going to be the chairman full time. The ownership is going to be in the in the Seidler family. But I would be surprised if Kutsenda is the chairman long term. It just doesn't feel like that is what he wants to do. He's he was Peter Seidler's friend and worked with him for 30 years. Right. So it made sense. And he's a financial guy. It seems like it made sense for Kutsenda to take that spot. 
But I think long-term, the Padres, or Eric Kutsenda as well, probably want someone else in that spot. Kutsenda probably would stay in the organization, but I think he probably doesn't want to take on that chairman role long-term because it doesn't seem like he's someone that wants to be speaking publicly all the time and get the attention on him as, oh, the chairman of the team. He's not spending. So I don't know who it's, I don't know if it would be someone in the Seidler family. I don't know if it would be some minority owner that comes in and ends up being the chairman. I don't think Eric Gruppner would take over as the chairman. I think he would just stay as the CEO. Um, I don't think it's like Chiel Seidler. I don't think she's someone that would do that. So I don't, I know Rob Seidler has been mentioned. Would Tom Seidler do it? I don't, I don't know. He, he's more of like a community. He's more in the community, right? Community type guy in that role in their, in their front office. So I wonder who it would be. And maybe it takes a couple of years to find that person um, or take some convincing from people with the Padres for that person. Maybe they're in the organization already and needs convincing to take on that role. It just doesn't seem to me like Eric Gutsenda really wants to be the the face of the franchise and like as Padres chairman. And when you're the chairman of the team, I know there's other owners, chairmen, if you will, of teams that don't speak, like the Red Sox. John Henry doesn't speak to the media, and that pisses Red Sox fans off. I think Padres fans were used to Peter Seidler and Ron Fowler, even back to him, talking to the media. So I think our expectation is that person is one of the faces of the team, and we're going to be putting them in the spotlight if things aren't going the way that we want in terms of like spending and commitment financially to the roster. And again, Eric just doesn't seem like that guy to me. So we'll see. We'll see um, if a change is made, when a change is made. But yeah, that's, those are, I mean, my, my big takeaway from this press conference today or this, this media scrum was, they're going to make some more moves, but the payroll is not going to be high. As and It's not like these takeaways are mind-blowing or anything that we didn't know. Um, it's They're going to be under the luxury tax. Eric is someone that got training from A.J. Preller and Eric Grubner on how to not answer questions but give an answer. So, yeah, that's, that's really what I got on Eric Kutsenda finally talking to the media today. All right, quick break, and then I'm going to go to the chat. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. Uh, 619 uh, Jul- Julian? Julian? I had a friend that was Julian, so I don't know. Anyway. I hope he's as good as Pete, man. Damn. C-Dub says, bro is probably AI. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's actually a human. That's good. But I forget who it was. Was it Dennis or was it Kevin? He was on San Diego Sports 760 recently and was saying that, no, Eric Kutsenda actually like takes pride that that was the only picture of him out there on the internet. He doesn't like being this front-facing public figure so yeah, it's different than Peter. But there's there's other owners in sports in baseball that are like that as well. We're just used to having one of the more outspoken 
chairmans, someone that really cared about this franchise and would sometimes tell it just how it is. And he'll give his thoughts and he'll be optimistic because that's who he is. And there are some things like he would sometimes say, like, I'm not going to talk about that publicly to the media. And that's understandable, obviously. Um, but it's different. He was. It seemed like, well, it's not like it just seemed like we knew he was a Padres fan as an owner of the team. He wasn't just viewing it as a business. Um, Julian says, honestly, liking the dude's positive vibe. So for, uh, for so far, get a Peter vibe from him. I don't, I mean, maybe kind of, I don't really get that vibe from him. I'm not saying he's negative. Not, I don't want to make it seem like that, but no, I, I, I could definitely tell in those comments that he was different than Peter. CBS 121 says, bottom line for me is we need probably two starting pitchers and two outfielders minimum. They should go for a $200 million payroll. I think this fan base can support that. I don't think that's what's going to happen, though. I think the payroll is going to be 180, around that, 190. Because remember, we can't just look at the payroll on, let's say we go to Fangraphs right now, right? I'm pulling it up right now. We go to Fangraphs, we go to the payroll. And it says it's at 159 right now. That doesn't include, the. that's not the luxury tax payroll. The luxury tax payroll is 215, a, a little over 200. million. So that's different. So if you're talking about actual payroll, uh, it's it's probably going to be more like 180 because how much room do the Padres have in terms of luxury tax? Not payroll, the 159 estimated 2024 payroll number, according to Fangraphs, but the luxury tax because that's what matters here. And right now, they probably have, you know, $20 million, $15, 20000000 million that they probably want to spend because they want room in case they want to add at the deadline. They don't want to be right up against that 237 number, right? So, yeah, I would, $200 million payroll, I think that's out the window. I would be pretty surprised if that were to happen. But as for your previous words there, probably two starting pitchers. I think one is what they want, two outfielders. Maybe like a depth guy, but I think that they, yeah, two outfielders is probably what you want, but I think they really want to give Jackson Merrill a shot here in the outfield. And if it doesn't work, then they'll have maybe Profar play. They don't want that, but I, I see them signing one major league outfielder or trading for one, at least. I don't know if I see two, though. If it's two, then maybe it's like a an outfielder on a minor league deal or an outfielder on a cheap Adam Angle type deal like last year, one year one mil like they did with Profar, another cheap one like that. I don't think they're going to be spending a ton of money there in the outfield. If they, if it, let's say they bring in David Peralta, Eddie Rosario, that might be their one major league outfielder. And then maybe they go make a trade for another bat somewhere, but maybe that guy is not a starting outfielder. It sure seems like they want one of these guys, whether it's Marcy or Merrill, they want one of those guys to be, on the opening day roster, and they're going to give them that shot, every shot. And if they're on the opening day roster, then they're probably starting. Because I don't think it's smart for the Padres 
to bring Jackson Merrill up, have him on the opening day roster, and have him not play. I want this guy playing. Same thing with Jacob Marcy, Graham Pauley, anyone that may be in the running position player-wise to be on this roster. Irie says, I think the dude Eric Cutspenda is chill. I like his vibe so far as well. I completely understand not telling the media how much money you have to spend. That gives other teams advantages over you if you're trying to acquire said guy. Trades and free agency is a lot like poker. You got to have a good poker face. We definitely got the wrong Peralta, though. David Peralta is a left-handed left fielder. Wandy, like, at that time, and I still have this reaction, I like having Wandy Peralta on the team. I just was surprised by that move considering the other moves that they have already made this offseason, acquiring bullpen arms, I thought that they were good in the bullpen. And maybe they make some trades, and some of these relievers are off the roster, and it makes more sense with Wandy. But like with a budget, I wasn't expecting them to spend the money that they spent on Wandy Peralta, because that's less money that they can spend on you know bigger needs, in my opinion, right now. Like the rotation, like outfield, like some more bats. So that's all. Like I like Wandy having, I like the numbers, but it was that they're on a budget and that they already brought in a bunch of relievers. It was it was interesting. I wasn't expecting it, but AJ Preller makes moves all the time that we don't expect. And yeah, your your point about telling the media or not telling the media about financials, yeah, you're not going to do that. No one does that, of course. I understand that. Um, okay. I think that's going to do it. Talking Friars episode 565. It's quick. Obviously I get that, but I just wanted to, oh no, John's on here. Okay. John is here. We will, I'm not going to end it then. John, what's up, my man? Oh man. I listen. If you got it, if you got something to do, I totally understand. No, 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 I don't. I don't go ahead. Oh. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Great. Yeah. Happy Saturday. Um, yeah. yeah. And we finally get to see Casenza finally speak. Oh my gosh. What a. What a happy Saturday it is. Um, how are you doing, Ben? I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Eric's comment or both Eric's? Eric and Eric were out Eric there today. Eric. Oh, yeah. We got to talk. Now we got to make the call the two Eric's right now. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I mean, we all knew it was going to be a vague kind of press conference. Um, I wouldn't be surprised um, if we get even more bigger comments from Katsenda. Um, but I think the most interesting thing for me, I, I kind of pulled from it, was uh, the comments about AJ Preller. And uh, obviously, it wasn't a direct, you know, direct kind of, I don't know, grilling, I guess is the right word, but about, about AJ Preller or whatever. But um, it definitely got the, I definitely got the sense that he's kind of on thin ice, I guess, in terms of their, where they kind of go from here, I think, because. Um, obviously it's a change of the guard in terms of the ownership group, um, and everything like that. But, um, I definitely got the sense that, you know, uh, AJ Preller has to show up this year and he has to produce something on the field. Um, now that being said, it also seems that like, it also seems, again, we're all getting these vague comments. So we're kind of going off vibes really from whatever they're kind of talking about, but it seems to me that they're not done. Um, the Padres are not done and uh, they're definitely going to make a trade or something of the sort. Um, but then again, I think they're also really comfortable with going with their minor league system and, you know, having a year where they're just going to figure out who's good and who's not, and maybe getting some major league time for some of these guys. And, and it just seems that they're okay where they're at right now, but they're not satisfied if that makes any sort of sense, I guess. Uh, yeah. And they, they definitely should not be satisfied with their outfield and, the starting pitching that they have. I mean, I like the arms that would be competing for those last spots, but I prefer those guys to be not the number one options, at least until they prove that they can be, you know, actual rotation arms like Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez and guys like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for those that don't really know about what Kutsenda said about Preller, it was pretty much, and tell me, John, if I'm wrong about this, it was pretty much him just saying about how, yeah, we're all accountable and AJ is accountable. He called him like the best talent evaluator in the game. And that's all great. We, we understand his evaluation, yeah, we get um, his, his talent, but the results have to show on the field. And Dennis even mentioned in one of his questions about no 90 win season, 90 plus win seasons yet. Yeah. So like, yeah, they were trying to get something there out of Eric Kutsenda. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kutsenda was like, pretty much just saying about accountability aj's talented but like he did say but in there um so yeah I, and this is this isn't a surprise either like we we knew that peter no one liked aj more than peter and so we knew that eric coming in here he was going to be aj was going to be more on thin ice with eric Kutsenda than with peter Sider, obviously um yeah i'm very curious i don't want i mean i yeah, I don't want this to happen because I want the Padres to make the postseason and go on a deep run. But if that doesn't happen, yeah, I'm going to be very curious to see 
if AJ does stay and they give him 2025 because some of the young guys will be coming up in 2025 and see that talent through? Or are they going to say, I don't care. Look how many years that you've had. You're going to be on, what, your 10th season, whatever it is, here as the GM of this team. And if they don't make the postseason, that's going to be one postseason appearance in nine full seasons with this team and that other yeah. postseason appearance in 2020. That's yeah. not good enough. And these prospects that you've helped, you drafted, you helped develop a little bit, that's great. We appreciate that. But guess what? Those prospects are still here if we fire you. So whatever, you're gone and we're going to bring someone else in. I wonder. I, it doesn't seem like Gruppner is a huge fan of AJ either based on some of the past comments as well that he made in the off season. And I think at the end of last season as well on the radio. So yeah, AJ, I think he knows he has to know that this is a huge year for him. And maybe, I mean, I hope he viewed last year as a huge year for him, but I think he knew like with Peter there, he could convince Peter to have him still stay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, definitely AJ Preller has the uh, had definitely had the best job security in the entire project organization. There's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it is a new leadership and Kutsenda has been part of the ownership group as well. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he has to be in those preliminary meetings when they're saying like, OK, we're also going to sign Xander Bogarts for an 11 year deal. Oh, and we're also going to sign we're going to send Manny Machado. Oh, yeah. By the way, you Darvish. Yeah, yeah. He needs to be extended, too. You know, I imagine there's definitely you know, some, some sort of dynamics where, listen, are we really going to do this? You know what I mean? Like we don't really don't have, we don't have unlimited money, you know, and it's just one of those things where there is a change and we can't, we can't deny that, um, especially among the ownership group. And, um, you know, it pains me to say, but I mean, like, you know, the days of Peter Seidler are, you know, no longer here and um, we have to look towards the future and the future is in our prospects. The future is in the talent that we have already acquired. You know, I, I don't, um, I mean, obviously, we didn't get a whole lot of uh, talk about where the payroll goes and, uh, you know, everything like that. Um, but I think for irregardless, there is going to be a change um, in terms of where the money is going to be spent, how we're going to spend it. Are we going to think, are we going to go for these long-term deals anymore? Because obviously, the MOB seems to be going that way. Or are we just going to be playing it safe? You know, so long as we don't have a TV deal or some, you know, or we're not a big market team, say, as the Dodgers, um, you know, it there definitely seems to be um, a change in the air um, from all these interviews and everything like that um, beyond Mike Schilt and, you know, Xander Bogart's moving from <laughs> shortstop to second base. You know, it seems yeah. that there's a lot bigger stuff going on that we'll have to figure out in the years, uh, years coming on, honestly. Yeah. What did you think about while I have you here, um, Xander to second Kim at short Kim was saying this morning that he wasn't even expecting that. Uh, Xander hadn't been taking ground balls at second, so maybe it could have been handled a little bit better. At least if yeah. you're the Padres, you're trying to have Xander be the most prepared at second base and maybe should have told him and have him take some ground balls at second base in the offseason. But maybe they were like, yeah, he'll have time in spring training. But, yeah, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, um, I am a pro Xander Bogarts person. I do not care what other people think about Xander Bogarts and say that, you know, he was a bad trade or why do we get him or anything like that. I'm like, he's a he's a generous, he's a good talent. Like he, it's good to have him on the team um, rather than not have him on the team. Um, that being said, I, I do, I think I admire Xander Bogarts for kind of putting his ego aside and, you know, take going along with what the team is. It definitely seems that there is 
um, a different vibe in the, among the clubhouse of a camaraderie that was definitely lacking last season for sure. Um, I think about the time that I think is it Juan Soto or somebody got plunked after he got hit or yeah, Juan Soto hit a home run or whatever. And, you know, everyone was trying to fight the, uh, someone got plunked and stuff like that. And no one fought for each other kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it definitely seems that there is a, a different clubhouse vibe than, uh, than last season, judging by all these interviews. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, it makes sense. Honestly, Kim is the better shortstop. You know, I, I I'm surprised that Jake Cronenworth wasn't even in the, in the conversation about that as well. But, um, Hassan Kim won a gold glove, you know, and I mean, we're really talking about a razor thin margin in terms of the feeling abilities of both of these players that, um, you know, whatever position they're at, I, I feel confident that they're able to make these great plays on the field and, you know, provide some sort of solid defense for any sort of pitcher that's going to come in um, that we as the fan base don't necessarily feel confident uh, coming in. So I mean, it's a good move. Um, we'll see how it translates on the field. Um, I know that there'll be a little bit of hiccups every once in a while, but I mean, it's it's a change, and uh, it's definitely something that was going to happen eventually, you know. And yeah. uh, in a way, I'm just a little surprised as well that it happened so soon, you know, that Xander Bogarts didn't put up a fuss, or there's no Dennis Lynn article saying, you know, well, Xander Bogarts was, you know, had a had a real big problem with, you know, the way that Mike Schultz said it's, it. You know, I, I mean, mean, like he did have an issue. But sure, yeah. he, would, he played it off as, no, 15 seconds. Uh, it took 15 seconds or whatever you said to, yeah, say, okay, I'm willing to do it. If this is if this is what you guys – he mentioned that too. If this is what the Padres thought, if this is what you guys thought was best. Yeah, yeah. Then, Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and if he would have said no, I mean, doesn't that make it just more, like, miserable for him because he has to talk to the media about it because it would get out eventually – because the Padres would be pissed off at Xander. Mm -hmm. So he kind of like had to say yes. But if you hear him from his comments yesterday, I, I thought it was pretty clear that he unwillingly, willingly moved to second base, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he knew, I think, yeah, he definitely, I mean, he said it in his, pre his press conference, he knew it was going to happen eventually. He just didn't think yeah. it would happen so quickly, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if first base was a conversation starter as well, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. I feel like it's he also a sensitivity seems, thing. He seems so like pissed off. If anyone ever mentions first base, like he is, <laughs> he does not want that. I'm like, dude, do you not see Bryce Harper move to first and look how that has worked out? Like it's, it's, it, it seems like he acts like first base is the, the worst thing possible for his career. I get it. When, he's in his prime like this and he just signed a contract like that's yeah. that that looks that's a big ego um hit and he doesn't want to do that i get that but moving to first like there's plenty of players that have done that in the past because that's just what's best for the team at that point and you're there for your bat and he even mentioned that yesterday so i don't think he's gonna move it feels like it, that's more of a manny thing at some point um but for any Padres fans that are pushing that, like I said that yesterday, that was way too early. I totally believe in Manny bouncing back and his defensive ability. Let's not forget that this guy's one of the best defensive play infielders in baseball when he's healthy, one of the best defensive um, third basemen in baseball, and he still has years left at third base. This is not like he's going to play the last um, – how long was his contract? He's not going to play the last eight years at first base. It's going to be less than that. Yeah. And I mean, and quite frankly, I mean, this season is not contingent on um, 
Xander Bogarts moving from shortstop to second base. It's whether right. or not Xander Bogarts can hit and Manny, can stay Manny Machado stay healthy. Yeah, and Manny Machado can hit and Tatis can hit. Like this is not we didn't lose off our defensive ability last season. We lost in one run games in extra innings. Like these are hitting situations and we expect these guys to hit. And they obviously they had above uh, league average seasons, right? But this is not, it was not the caliber that we signed them up for, um, that we wanted them to be, you know? Xander Bogarts is a solid hitter and a consistent hitter at that. And um, while he definitely got a start hot start, I mean, he definitely didn't show up when we needed him most. That goes for Manny Machado and Juan Soto and all that, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's all contingent on whether they hit. And I would imagine there's a lot, um, if, you know, say, for example, Mike Schilt came out and said, you know, Xander Bogarts is going to hit fifth now in the, in the lineup. That would be a bigger concern, I feel, than him moving to sec- second base, you know. And if anything, he's just moving, what, 90 feet or something like that? Come on, man. You know, it's not the not the biggest deal in the world. But, I mean, again, we'll see. Um, a lot is riding on this on this season. And, you know, I think this is the season of uh, low expectations. Low expectations. I'll say that much. Um, but, We'll see. I don't know. Wait, I mean, what's your gauge, I guess, on this on this upcoming season? Are you are you confident? I mean, like, you know, from a scale of 2023 to where we are now, where what like where where do you what do you fall in that line? I guess. I'm well, curious. yeah, I mean, in 20 going into 2023, I was. Oh, well, serious. Like, World Series are bust. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, like everyone was. I I think the expectation should be getting into the postseason. I think that's not having your expectations be too low and it's not having your expectations be too high. And if they make the postseason, I assume they're going to be playing pretty good baseball. So then I would probably say win the wild card series. And I mean, I would hope you win the DS, but that might be asking too much. It's, it's hard to really go that far in advance, but yeah, make the postseason. I think that's my expectation for this team. Assuming that other, some moves are made um, because it feels like moves have to still be made based on what this roster looks like right now. If injuries happen, if there's underperformance, then yeah, the expectations are going to change mid season. Um, but yeah, right now it's a, it, the expectation, my expectations are not set for October. My expectations are set for making it to there, right? Like last year, our expectations for our expectations were what's happening in October. Our expectations now are probably get to that, and then we can set our expectations for the month of October. What's going to happen? What we want to happen then? I mean, that's that's really how I'm viewing it right now. Yeah, I, I mean, for me at least, I think um, I have much lower expectations. Obviously, for this new year, um, you know, I think obviously I want to make the wild card, and I or even the playoffs, or and even make it be a competitive uh, division a little bit. But that's kind of wishful thinking, considering where the Diamondbacks are and the Giants are kind of heading and and everything like that. But I, I think I have more expectations in terms of the prospects that we're kind of bringing up because I mean it's not it hasn't quite explicitly be said been said or whatever, but it seems that the Padres are definitely relying on you know the farm system and building up and finally not like emptying the farm system in order for like a quick cash grab of some big major league guy. Um, it seems that like it's a completely different direction of where they're going to be going. Or where they have gone in the past and um you know i expect there's an expectation at least for me that 
one of these guys will shine, I think. And if, you know, maybe he, you know, obviously a, a, one of these guys won't hit, you know, 300 or something like that going to the big leagues, whatever, but it'd be a, be a bat that is, you know, dependable in a way. And, you know, and, and, um, much like a Camposano, you know, like I hope he'll have a good breakout season and he'll stay healthy as well. And, um, and just really kind of be one of those consistent, you know, be one of those like reassurances, I think for this fan base that like, we have a homegrown talent and we have something that we can actually, you know, we feel prideful of rather than, you know, these guys that are coming from different leagues or uh, different divisions or teams or whatever, you know, I mean, and uh, we as a fan base can feel emotionally invested in these people, I guess, you know, we'll see. But there's a lot of questions that I have no answers to. And I am just uh, waiting and seeing and praying, honestly, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we're all in the waiting game to see what other additions are made. John, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it, man. No problem. Have a good one, okay? All right, you too. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just there's questions, and we're kind of playing the waiting game with the roster and waiting game for opening day as well because it's February 17th, and it feels like maybe some people think that the season is right there. For me, I still feel like, man, there's still a ways to go before the season. We still got over a month. Until and the Padres, they start their season early. We still got ways away before this season starts on March 20th in Korea. And then there's a little bit of time off before starting the season back in the United States when the rest of Major League Baseball kicks off. So lots of time to continue to talk about this team. I appreciate everyone for tuning in here. Episode 565 of Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Brought to you by some of the great partners of this show, FOCO. They've got some great Padres bobbleheads and collectibles, breaking tea, Padres shirts, sweatshirts, Aztecs, Wave Aztecs, good win last night against New Mexico. Shout up Jalen House, which is obviously always nice to see. Underdog Fantasy, 100% deposit match, up to $100. If you click that link in the description, use code TALKINGFRIERS. Same code for SeatGeek, $20 off your first order there with SeatGeek. Um, great events, a lot of options there. Maybe save that for the Padres season that is coming up or maybe for spring training that uh, is soon to be some of these games, Cactus League action, soon to be. All right, that's it. Thank you, everyone, for the time. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and I'll talk to you all later.